Stanford Steve and the Bear is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Week 10. Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. Plenty to get to this week, including some college football. But Bear, we got the Phillies tied in a monumental game five. We'll get some thoughts on that. But I do want to start. The, the, there's a, there's an opening out there. And, uh, you know, the other team filled their head coaching spot. I just want to start out with, would you rather be the head coach of the Lakers or the Nets? Ooh, that's, uh, see, I, I'm, I'm an East Coast guy. Okay. So I, I would have to, uh, I'd have to say the Nets for that reason, okay. if for no other reason, the uh, that Shake Shack that's right across the street from Barclays is a, is a, is a good little quick, quick spot to grab a meal. Uh, you can commute in with the train. I'm not sure the the public transportation situation down to uh, down to Staples Center or what it what, what, what it's not Staples Center anymore, right? It's like crypto coin yeah. based, yeah, crypto. something. Yeah, so yeah, but I um, you're going. I, I, I definitely, I definitely would be the Nets too. I, I think the, I think you got KD. You can still build around. He's got a, he's got a lot of good years left. Okay, I and, go and, Lakers. And and, and your and your guy Kyrie, who your um uh, your boy from Duke. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Speaking of Duke, monster matchup, double digit favorite on the road at Boston College. We will get to those games after uh, we get some picks out here. But uh, let's just start with the big ones, Bear, because I don't think you have a play right now on them. I don't have a play on the big games right now, but I do want to discuss them because there's Mm -hmm. plenty to talk about. We have everything we want this week. You guys at a top top team versus top team uh, matchup could I was I was looking at it. Have we ever had because George is one in the AP, right? Yes. And then Tennessee's one in the college football. So we have correct. One number versus one. one versus number one. I have to look. We we might have. Yeah. We we might we might have had one. Well, Mississippi State was one. I think the Alabama was four. I yeah. Think in the eight, in the eight when they when they played that one year in fourteen. I have to, I have yeah, to go back and look. One, I could, yeah, number one versus, one versus number one. Um, Great. I want to say that this is the biggest Georgia-Tennessee game in my lifetime that I've I, I can ever remember. And you know, it there was a, there was a period when I was younger. I was a huge Georgia fan. Garrison Hurst, Eric Zier. I remember being in high school yep. and I had the Georgia schedule written on my book cover. Come in every Monday, write the score every year. And it was a loss to Tennessee, and they used to play early on in the season, but it always put a thorn in Georgia's season to start the year, and they could never overcome that loss to Tennessee and obviously Florida on the schedule later on. But um, I do like, appreciate- sounds, like sounds like you're reliving 2007 as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess uh, that was – that was uh, who was that running back for Georgia? Oh, man. He had the unbelievable – number 24. He had the unbelievable run jump over Arizona State. You talking about Thomas Brown? No. Oh, well, well, no, you know Sean, no Sean Moreno. No Sean Moreno. That's yeah. it. Beautiful. Craig Lumpkin Beautiful. was there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this game ha- has all all of it. And I said last week, give me all the points with Tennessee. I'll take them. I don't have a problem with it. And just diving in on Georgia, 
as I have and looking more at Tennessee and knowing what Georgia has. And when I say that, I'm talking about the ability and looking at their schedule and Kirby saying it yesterday, admittedly, we've been spending some extra time on Tennessee the last couple of weeks. They had a bye week. They had Vandy in there. They had Auburn in there. There's been some time where they could, you know, get a couple extra minutes um, to, to, to get some looks on the Vols. And as, as our, our friend coach Don had pointed out, I'm sure, I'm sure Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart weren't spending their free time golfing. I'm sure they they were looking at uh, some Tennessee tape. So with that, in this matchup right now, it's what at eight, eight or eight, eight and a half. I, I think we've seen and, all over. And, it, see if we, see if we and it's see up to sixty six. So when I think about this matchup, I think Georgia is going to score plenty. I really do. I think Tennessee is up against it, going on the road, tough place to play, and I think that defense is going to be in trouble knowing the misdirection, the run game. I think the offensive line of Georgia is a huge advantage in this game, whereas Tennessee took advantage of not as good offensive lines in the past couple of weeks. You especially saw it last week against Kentucky, who's up against it with their offensive line struggles. But on the other side, Georgia, you lose Nolan Smith, you get mm-hmm. back Carter. Carter played on third downs yep. last week, very effective. And that's that's where it starts for me. I think Georgia's defensive line brings something to the table with that front six, uh, you know, that they're going to play probably six in the box, you know, maybe wavering with five, bringing pressures out of that five and even four. But I think their versatility up front is is going to be a factor. I think about the Tennessee offensive line, who's been one of the best surprises to me this year. But again, just like I talked about Ohio State, I wanted to see it. Now you go on the road. How's your communication, playing hurry up, and all that stuff that comes with your offense on the road in a hostile environment? And I think Georgia has the athletes. They're not the best secondary out there, but they have plenty of they football players. They all do players. so much, though. They just Exactly. They're just football players. Yeah, and I said they're, they're corners, they're, they're safeties, they're stars, they're nickels, whatever you want to call those guys. They're tweener guys. They're outside linebackers that, that are hybrid guys. They have enough guys. You're going to find out names about Georgia's defense that you didn't know because they're going to go that deep. That's how deep they are with their roster, and I think that overtakes everything. I think the ability to play man coverage, play bump and run, and get in the way of screens. What do you do with your alley players? Do you let them hang around? Do you feel confident you could stop the run with with minimal guys with Georgia? And I think Alabama didn't early on, and they got themselves in trouble. And the most important thing here, thing I think, is Hooker is not an out-of-pocket thrower. When he gets out of the pocket, he's running it. And he's very smart, gets his eight, nine yards. He'll take more if there's more if there's there. But I think Georgia will give that up knowing they don't want to give up the big play. They have to be mm-hmm. sick of seeing other teams blow coverage after coverage, week after week, series after series. So I I still think I would lean towards Tennessee taking the points. I think it's a dead over game. Uh I really do. But um, I th- I'm starting to think Georgia wins the game. Whereas last week at this time, I thought Tennessee with everything, money line points, the whole thing. I'm starting to think Georgia wins, but Tennessee keeps it inside the number. Your thought? Yeah, Sorry I'm, 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 I know you're you're fine. I'm looking now. Actually, there's a uh, the first seven and a half has popped up out there at, at, at DraftKings. So eight eights across the board, and then there's a seven and a half at DraftKings. So uh, this thing is headed towards I think seven and a half across the board. Uh, if I were to uh, 
to guess by kickoff. If it, I, I doubt it will hit seven. That will that, that would be that would be that a would massive be move. Yeah, I, I think I, I think Georgia will win the game as well. Uh, I think the point you brought up last week about Ohio State going on the road uh, to a hostile environment that that really played out well, and they did answer the bell finally uh, mm-hmm. in, in the fourth quarter, making plays uh, when they needed to. Some, I mean, yes, they did go to LSU when they won in, in that uh, Tiger Stadium in an early kick. Mm-hmm. But but I, I think one problem for Tennessee defensively has been this year has been how they have defended tight ends and in the tight ends being open. Um, and now you have to go against the tight end room of Georgia uh, with Bowers and those guys. That, that, can, that can probably offset the issues that they've had in terms of lack of big plays from wide receivers because Bowers, by all instance, is their big play threat. So I think if Georgia can get those mismatches and get matchups against uh, linebackers and, and other people to, to get Bowers going, that's probably the way the uh, the Georgia offense will, will move the ball up and down the field and have the most success. So I, I Do I want to lay seven and a half? I don't know. I don't mm. I mean, probably not uh, because Tennessee, people talking about, oh, Tennessee's a public underdog, public play, ticket count. Yeah, well, they were against Alabama too. Yeah, and that's not that's not always a reason to to oh the public's on. I'm going to bet the other side. That's not always a like a, a thing to do. I mean, it, it doesn't always work out that way, and it didn't a couple of weeks ago with, with the Tennessee Alabama game. So uh, don't just play Georgia because you think the public's going to lose. Um, I mean, obviously Tennessee has answered every every call this this year. Uh, they're they're undefeated and found ways to win, uh, but this will obviously be. Uh, that they're their toughest test against the defending national champion. So, I would, I would, if you're looking to do anything, maybe if, if you're looking to play like a money line parlay with some other uh, big favorites that you feel pretty good about, you throw George in there, or maybe if you, I mean, I never tease college football. I, I don't tease NFL. I don't play teasers, but but I also could understand that the logic if you don't want to lay a big money money line price on it with some other teams. Maybe, maybe you play a teaser, but but if, if that's your thing, I, I would never suggest teasing anything uh, in, in college football. You know, but but uh, I guess if you had to play with the actual the actual line and one of your pickup contests there, I would lean towards Georgia just because I think they ultimately are the uh, the better team. But we'll find out. Yeah, one other thing is everybody obviously. How do you prepare for Tennessee's offense? I think Kirby and his staff are smart enough realizing the most important thing when you get against them is getting lined up. And I think that's easier to do. And I don't think they have a problem with them knowing that they're going to play man. So when they're doing their, 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 their pre-snap fake snaps, their motion, you're going to see those guys follow the receivers and Tennessee is going to know they're in man. But I still think Georgia could be disruptive enough up front with what they could bring uh, with games and stunts and stuff like that and adding guys. But I, I could see them, you know, playing just a simple man coverage too high and given whoever's on Hyatt, who's on Tillman, uh, help to that side and how it, you know, where does Tennessee go now? You know, who has the, who has the, who has the chalk last on the chalkboard? Is, is, is this, and I don't think Georgia cares. I, I think they just, the most important thing is getting lined up. And I just think in zone coverage with those teams and then the late shifts that Tennessee brings to the table, that's where guys have gotten caught off guard. 
So I, I expect Georgia to be buttoned up and, and more disciplined than than previous uh, teams have been there. Uh, and they get they're at home. Uh, that that that's huge. Uh, seeing you know what it was like uh, Tennessee facing them with Kentucky in Knoxville, Alabama in Knoxville. Um, and I go back to you know Narduzzi. He gave he gave Tennessee problems in that game, and I. I'm not saying they're going to mirror that game plan, but it is something that's on tape that Tennessee obviously will game plan for, knowing that they got beat a couple times against it. So fascinating matchup, has everything. Uh, Really interested to see Stetson Bennett here. I I think you have what you want in a veteran quarterback. What are are the ages? This like Have you guys looked up the last matchup with both quarterbacks this old? It's it's crazy because I I think there are, what, 11 starting quarterbacks in the NFL? That are younger than both eleven and, and Stetson. I think it's eleven. Wow. Yeah, I would love to know the last time there was two quarterbacks in a top five matchup. Uh, and you and old. you know and you know and, and you know that that will be brought up next year, come draft time when heads and hooker slides to whatever round. Yep. Uh, it will be that you say, oh, his prime years are done. You can't take a 20, 24 year old quarterback high on day one or two. You know, you know that's going to be mentioned. Yeah. As, as opposed I looked, to, I looked the total I, opposite way. Yeah, look at what he I was, was going to say. As a exactly. young player at Virginia Tech, yeah. look what he's done now. He hasn't thrown interceptions. Like his accuracy is improved. Yep. Amazing. You know, yep. that, you that, that's how I craft. view it as well. You're getting, you're getting a guy who, who I think is in his prime years, and maybe you're losing the developmental years in the NFL, but he's improved himself dramatically in college. Or maybe you don't have as huge of a window in the NFL now, but you're going to be getting a better, a, a better, shorter window as opposed to a, a longer eh window. So, yeah, you, you and I are on board there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go to Baton Rouge. Bama comes in. I've been there. You've been there. There's nothing like this atmosphere. But Alabama's eating up that atmosphere and just taking it and run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's 10 years ago today that TJ Yeldon screened pass, and you want to talk a about a stadium going from oh. – uh, I mean, you want to talk about a stadium going from absolute mayhem to – Crickets, kind of like the Phillies last night, you know. Uh, you know, you, you you hit five homers, pitch a shutout, and then you get no hit, kind of like that. So, if you're looking for recency, that's that's what I'm uh, equating it to. They'll bounce back tonight, though. I would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for, this is their last home game of the season. Verlander's been terrible uh, in in the, in the postseason. I mean, he he wasn't great in the one game. I think they won. He won against the Yankees. He wasn't really great in that yeah. game. 
But Philly's uh, on fire. They don't, they don't awful, lose. awful World Series history. I'd be I'd be surprised if the Phillies wind up losing two losing two out of the three games at home. That, that would be, I, I I can't see it. Big. No chance. No chance. All right. Anyway, Alabama. What they bring to the table as far as a defense is been pretty eye opening to me, and I've said it earlier this week when we talked. They were good. The defense was great against Texas. They were decent against Arkansas, and these are all road games, and they were Mm -hmm. bad against Tennessee. What defense are we going to get with Alabama? They come home after the loss to Tennessee, Mississippi State. We know how well they match up with them. I'm not saying this matchup is that advantageous to them, but I think about the idea of LSU having two freshman tackles, and I think about the course of a game, a full 60 minutes, that Alabama does because Jalen – or Jalen – uh, Bryce gets gets you out of so many. You, you, you're just thinking. You're just thinking about my Thursday night Amazon Amazon exactly. game here tonight between the Eagles and the Texans. Yeah, they, we, we were talking about that. So your mind is still yeah. still on. Uh, I mean, who's Jaylen not Hurts. who's not opening Jay, up Jay, teasers Jay, with who's not opening up teasers with the Eagles tonight? I, I mean, oof. you're just thinking about Jalen Hurts and Davis Mills. You are you going to tease what fourteen down to <laughs> down to whatever that would be seven or eight? <laughs> yeah. You know what could what could possibly go wrong? Chiefs and Bills are giving double digits too. You just throw them in and wait till oh, yeah, Sunday exactly. night to see it. Yeah, throw a three game money line parlay with the three with the three big favorites and just NFL take, take whatever. Take, so take, easy. Take, oh yeah, no, they do what. Yeah, I mean, if uh, I, I forget who it was, someone was joking about like the, the Wong teaser in the NFL, like like the, the, the like what you would be if if you just played played like the Wong teaser every week this week of the year in the NFL. Mm. And how awful the, the your your numbers would be. Yeah, you're you're minus. Um, yeah. But get, oh, yeah, getting oh, yes. back getting back to Alabama. I just feel like I love what Brian Kelly's done. It's been great. The offense has changed. I just don't feel like they're built for this kind of game to score as much as they're going to need to against Alabama. We saw Alabama do it to Tennessee. I know LSU has more talent on the defensive side than Tennessee. So I just think this, you know, double-digit spread, you know, what's it up to now? 13 and a half, 13 13 and a half half on Caesars. I think it's an over game, 56 and a half, because I don't think LSU is going to stop. I think the start of this game is enormous for LSU. They're they're not going to be able to play catch-up. And I go back to Will Anderson and Dallas Turner against those tackles. I think with a week to prepare – They've seen how how Daniels will drop back if he's if that if that run lane opens up he takes it and I think Alabama is going to be disciplined not to run upfield and give him those running lanes so I do like the idea of Alabama's defense against LSU's offense way better than their matchup when they went to Knoxville and played Tennessee and on defense I do think LSU's defensive line is going to bring problems Alabama's offensive line has not played up to par uh, feels still I like their linebackers like- a lot too. Yeah, the young kid Perkins is an NFL player, NFL player, 40. When you're watching Saturday night, that's the guy uh, that you're going to see for years to come in Baton Rouge. But I look at, you know, Alabama looks like they're still rotating guys on that offensive line Uh, this late in the year. You usually don't see that. So we'll see out of the bye. What is their what is their group? But I just look at the playmakers. I know. Sorry, Alabama fans. You don't have top five picks at wide receiver for the first time in like seven years. Okay, but I still think you have the ultimate guy uh, pulling the trigger and and throwing the ball. And I think Gibbs McClellan, I like the other kid uh, that came in against Mississippi State five. He's he's been tremendous. He's got a lot of explosiveness. 
So I just think in its totality, I'm not saying Alabama minus the points. I, I said I think it's an over game. I just feel like LSU is up against it, uh, trying to get this one for 60 minutes, knowing what Alabama bring, brings in its totality. With Bryce, with Will Anderson leading that defense, I think Alabama will be way more buttoned up in this game than they were in Knoxville. Uh, so that's my thoughts. You? Yeah, the, the Alabama team total is the way I'm looking at it. I guess it's probably going to be – yeah, what do we got here? For 35 or 35 21 is probably what the right you said total was 56. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So you're, you're, looking, you're looking right around 35 21. I, I think I think Alabama scores in the 40s in this game because uh I, I think Gibbs will will, will get his uh, and, and I think Alabama will wind up wind up scoring a bunch of points in this game. And I'm not sure on LSU and I don't want to like sound like Mr. Negative. Yeah. But like, how improved, honestly, are they? Like, they they ran it up on a, on a terror on a bad Florida team. Yep. They they, they maybe they, like the old Miss game. Who the heck knows what what that was? A complete turnaround. And is all is all Miss's defense really anything special? I mean, it, I mean, you saw Connor Wegman throw for what three thirty five or whatever it was uh, in his first start last week. So I'm I'm not. I'm not there yet thinking like this LSU offense has completely turned the corner and, and now they're this unbelievable unit that's going to move the ball up and down the field. We'll, we'll see. Maybe they are. I mean, we saw Jaden Daniels have his moments uh, in Tempe against, uh, against some teams, but this is a little bit of a different animal. Uh, the, the, I will say though, the Alabama defense at times this year has played like the in the, the value of the individuals like doesn't add up to the sum of the parts. Like you're left wanting more, uh, you expected more. You're wondering why you aren't getting more, being that you have the big name players and the NFL prospects that you have on that defense. It, it seems like they've been out of position a lot, uh, making stupid, uh, committing stupid penalties a lot, mm-hmm. not making the impact plays that you would have expected giving up big plays like they did against Tennessee. So now you're going on the road in a hostile environment, and maybe you have another break. We, we talked about the is the Alabama on the road a thing yeah. earlier this year, and it, it's turned out to continue being that. So uh, I, I would think this, again, would probably be a, a higher-scoring game uh, if indeed that continues to happen. And my thought on LSU not completely turning this thing around is correct, but I am confident. That, uh, that Alabama will score more than 35 points in this game. Very good. Uh, it should be very, very interesting. You will be there uh, mm-hmm. for that one. Uh, get some boudin balls for me if you want. Just throw them out the plane uh, when you're flying back <laughs> over D.C. Um, one other before we get to our picks. I, I just want – I think I, I, watching more tape on this game and knowing what's at stake here, I think Clemson at Notre Dame is fascinating to me because both teams are really, really stubborn. And I mean that in good ways because Clemson is going to give you all you want on the defensive front. We know that they're off a bye, which I think is huge for their defense. Uh, Brzee has had, you know, brutal things happen to him off the field and losing his sister and things like that. And I think about him getting another week of practice under his belt, knowing that they are the key to their team. They know they have to travel well and go to South Bend. And I, when I look at that matchup, I think about Tommy Reese in the Notre Dame offense. 
game plan against Syracuse. Run it till we can't run it anymore because we don't want to have to make our quarterback make plays. He's not that type of kid. And I think it's a, it's a credit to the, to the Notre Dame staff. I mean, you go back and look at how they were prepared in their roster against Ohio State, played their butts off against maybe the best offense in the country. They go to North Carolina and play their butts off against them. That's the only loss for that North Carolina offense. And now you play a defense, or I should say a team, in Clemson where the strength is the defense. And that's where I think it's really, really interesting because Notre Dame's defense has, like I just said, played great against way better offenses. And Clemson, off a of bye week, like how many wrinkles – can they put into a game plan? They're so vanilla in their in their in their in their attack on offense. I think they're going to try and run it, and I don't think they can against Notre Dame. And you know how diverse are the passing game? Is the passing game going to be with Uyunglele at quarterback? I don't think that thing changes in in a in a ten day span. You know, he got benched his last time out. How long is has this two weeks been for him? Uh, you know, knowing that he didn't play the second half and his team came back and won. I just I don't know how long the Notre Dame defense can hold up. Can they hold up for sixty? Maybe, but I I I wonder if Notre Dame on offense, what can they do to to provide a spark? You know, it's it's Notre Dame. They're an underdog at home. We I've loved them in these situations in years past. Uh, you know, the, the Clemson team two years ago I thought was way better than this Clemson team, but that Notre Dame team had an ability to score, and that's why they won that game that night in South Bend. So I, I don't know if Notre Dame could hold up for the full 60. It's at, what is we at? Three, is it up? Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. half. Board. I, I would lean towards taking it. I really think it's a field goal game. Uh, I saw a first number posted. I thought at 48. I love that under. And now it's 44. I, I, I really think 21 points wins this game. I do. And it's a matter when you do get the ball in the red zone, what do you do? Do you kick? I mean, Clemson's got a great kicker. Um, we've seen that, knowing that their struggles in the red mm-hmm. zone. Yep. Um, and, and Potter's been great. And so huge. I think it's a really, really high, high level game on the defensive side. I would lean towards Notre Dame taking the points here. And, and if I, I, I do, I think it's a dead field goal, one point game, you know, where we get, you know, is it seven versus three and then another three? You're right on that one point uh, margin. Uh, so, th- I will be I will be really locked into this one. Obvious two TV night, um, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, great, great setup because you look at Notre Dame here and what's after this. You know USC down the road, but this is the game. And knowing the playoff rankings are out, and and Clemson sitting there at four and staring everybody behind them with the idea of we go undefeated, we should get in. We'll see how that plays out. But there's plenty. Uh, at stake here in this game in South Bend Saturday night. I, I you made you made a lot of great points there and bro- broke the game down uh, greatly. I don't I didn't hear you say the name Will Shipley. Maybe yeah. maybe I maybe I zoned out for a second. Like, mm-hmm. isn't he the surest thing in the game? Mm-hmm. Like Clemson has him. He will run the ball. He will run the ball well. And if everything else fails, if DJ struggles again, if club that comes in and has struggles on the road, like they have Shipley. He's been carrying them on offense for a good part of the year. He's probably the most underappreciated, underrated 
uh, player in the country for what he's meant to his team. The Clemson defense has given up some, like if you look at Clemson's efficiency ratings, they're like 20th in offense, 26th in defense. Like this, this defense has not lived up to what everybody kind of thought it was, whether it's for uh, not having Brissett in the lineup for a while or some other things, injuries that have gone on uh, on, on up front and on the back end. But or maybe it's just a situation where we have come to expect Clemson from 2000, what, 2014, 2013 to 2020, what we saw from that program, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. They haven't been that team. So maybe that's kind of why uh, if you're underappreciating them, you're, you're expecting something that's not there, but they're still really good. Uh, I think they got the, the obviously the, the surest thing on the offensive side of the ball that either team has. Uh, when they when they need yards, Shipley can make it. I would lean towards laying the uh, the three and a half here. Okay, yeah, you mentioned Shipley. He's averaging six yards a carry. I look at the kid Maffa also. He's averaging four and a half a carry. Pace is in there at, at three yards. What I also could see happening in this game is Notre Dame trying to find another way to run the ball, and I wonder if they use Pine in the run game knowing that they have great tight ends and creating those extra lanes on the outside where defenses can't account for. And I think you got to do something, misdirection, uh, whether it's quarterback counters out of the gun, stuff like that where you get a you know, you get some some matchups you prefer uh or hopefully prefer on the offensive line against that defensive line cuz you do have a, a good offensive line. Uh but I just don't know how many throws um Pine can make. And you mentioned it, Shipley. I just wonder how stubborn will Clemson be? You know, I I, I look at them. I think Uyunglele could be a big factor in the run game, knowing that they're not afraid to run him. And also they have a backup in Klubnik, uh, so they're not worried about him getting hits. He's a big dude, man. He, he could take some, some shots. So he's run for four touchdowns already this year. But awesome, awesome matchup, uh, which I expect to be a low-scoring game, as do the boys in Vegas. Uh, all right, let's get to our picks. Uh, you, my man, are just on fire in the column. What are mm. we at now? Four and two last week, 33 and 16. 16. Yeah, I'll say that yeah. again 33 and 16. And, and That's I, more and what, games over 500 than you have losses. <laughs> Thank you. That's math. You, you know what pisses me off, though, is that when we do this, we, we record this pod on Thursday morning, and I, I write the column on Wednesday night, and I have good feelings and good thoughts, and I'm reading games right early in the week and then after we do the pod and after the column gets published I, like, time. I find like other games that I think I like more and those are the games I'm putting on the board on Saturday like the only games yeah. I lost all week were like, like uh, the, the games I lost in the column were the games that I put on the board and then I had enough yep. I, I picked BC like an idiot yeah. like laying eight points with the, with a terrible team how and, dare and, you and like I I, I, I need I, I need to trust myself with what I'm seeing early in the week, not let a line move affect it and realize, hey, maybe it's because you liked the game and talked about it with Steve and put it in the column. Like maybe that's the reason the line maybe moved a point or a half a point the other way. And you're kind of influencing things, what you guys are talking about. And maybe, maybe don't react to that and be like, oh, no, it moved. Now I can't play it. So I over, I over analyze so much of this crap. No, but, um, it's, it's, it's it, the way the you're so right though the way the schedule pans out we write the column you know late I think I turned it in at, at two in the morning three in the morning every Wednesday night wow you're up that late oh yeah uh, that's, Wednesday that's night Wednesday night re-air shows after NBA got the and then the Lakers game went 
even uh, later than our game last night. So hey, can I can I say something? Can I say something? By the way, you, you, NBA. Yeah. And again, why would anybody in the world bet on that sport? I, I didn't see it. I didn't see the game. But my my buddy, uh, uh, not 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 the Will Hill. Uh, Will mm-hmm. Hill, you follow him on Twitter, and he's on decent and stuff. Like he was giving me the play by play. And like talking about, I guess they were up three and missed for two free throws and went to overtime and lot like you don't even know who's going to play night in and Correct. night out. You don't know even know who's going to try night in and night out. And like you're betting on this stuff. Like, I mean, I guess if you're live betting it in in play and you and you and you see the way that yeah. the game's going, that's fine. But I don't know how you could bet this stuff pre tip. Wow. Uh, okay. There's my is, PSA. No, even even tougher is NBA fantasy. I'm trying. You got to be locked in right before tip off for every game, and obviously games are tipping off. Who's starting? Who's not playing? Uh, just it. It is a lot to to take in and keep up on. Uh, more importantly, so uh, there's your NBA update. And you, my friend, awesome record. I do find it interesting. You are going to in years past. You have not liked. Uh, giving picks in the Big Twelve, you, you've you've made it known where the style of ball sometimes <laughs> gets in the way of you taking your underdogs. Yeah, but I do want to talk about this game you have in the column. It's Oklahoma mm-hmm. State minus two at Kansas, and look at Kansas's schedule. This this might be it. This is the one because there are a lot of games after this. I don't think they can get. Uh, so you could look at their schedule, but you have a play on Oklahoma State at Kansas Saturday. Yeah, I, I do, and, and you hit on it. This is the one I think they got Texas Tech on the road, which uh, could potentially be gettable as well. And we talked about this on Wager the other day, I think it was, um, or, or it might have been uh, on the O's College Football with Greg McElroy. Like, I want Kansas to win one of these Final Four games, and maybe my mm-hmm. view is skewed. Uh, and why I'm taking Kansas plus two and I take Kansas on the money line this week as well. Like after the start of the season that they had, they we talk about bowl games and how a lot of times they were relevant. Who cares? Uh, this six and six team is going to uh, going to this bowl big deal. Like for Kansas and what those kids have been through and what that program has been through, it matters. These, these kids deserve a bowl game. Lance Leipold deserves this team to get to a bowl game. And I think this is the game. I think Jalen Daniels is going to be back. But even if he doesn't, it's not like Bean has been terrible. I mean, their offense is still moving the ball. I worry about Spencer Sanders this week if he's going to play. Mm. I worry about some of the other injuries that Oklahoma State has. I think with Daniels coming back, I think even if he's not back, the Jayhawk offense will, will continue to score points. This is the most gettable. I was a little surprised. To see Oklahoma State favored here, uh, given all of the uh, the injury issues that Mike Gundy's team is dealing with, uh, I, I think a lot a lot of times I, I think you also see team that lost whatever it was forty eight nothing last week. I think it was K State. Yeah. Like you expect them to play better, and they probably will. But 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 I think this this game for Kansas is one where you're gonna where you're gonna get a peak effort off of uh, a couple of straight losses, a couple of really tough losses. And now, if they get their leader back, a quarterback that adds to the uh, to the play as well. So yeah, I, I do like I do like Kansas plus the points here. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see how this stays at two. 
Uh, I think this is a pick by kickoff. So uh, good job by you. Uh, one of my picks that I'm going with is a game you're very familiar with. It's Florida State. It's at Miami. Oh, yeah. I've, I'm taking Florida State minus the points. I do expect mayhem. I've seen enough of Miami. I know I'm not supposed to lay points, <laughs> especially more than a touchdown. You've in a seen enough of Miami? Game. But, I mean, Miami in that totality of that four-overtime game last week, uh, I just feel like this is primed for Florida State to get back. We talk about taking that next step. I think Norvell's done a good job. They've they've had unfortunate losses at home and a step up in competition uh, against Clemson and Wake Forest at home. This is not one of those. I expect a great game from Jordan Travis. I think Norvell will have those guys ready. I will lay the seven and a half on the road with Florida State and take them over Miami. And this mayhem moment is brought to you by Allstate. Protect yourself from mayhem and save money by switching to Allstate. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's not really a road game. I mean, you'll you'll probably have no. no. Okay. No, you, you'll you'll probably have, it'll probably be close to 50-50, I would okay. think, and there might even be more Florida State fans given given the state of the Miami program right now. Uh, but you talk about between Miami, Virginia last week, oh. the 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 Thursday night first half between Virginia Tech and and, and Ooh, NC, NC State. state. Like, there are some absolutely awful offenses in the ACC, just like, like downright terrible. And you've mm-hmm. hit on it. You were on it way ahead of like we're yep. talking about like the quarterback play and how nobody is living up to any expectation. But but like there are some bad bad offenses uh, in, in in this league right now. And so it, 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 I, I will I will say this, and I, I said it on game day on Saturday about Miami. Uh, you want to take the optimistic view. Uh, uh, you you look at the recruiting battles mm-hmm. that they have won right now. You beat yeah. Alabama, uh, Ohio State, and Florida on a kid who's the number four recruit in the country, and you're getting blown out by Duke and Middle Tennessee, and you're getting kids to commit and buy in and believe in your vision and what you're doing. That's a really good sign. And I think they're in the mix for another kid uh, as well, another four-star the, the, the defensive back, I believe. So like it's a while right now the product on the field sucks and it's unfortunate especially you know, off the side of the ball that Van Dyke hasn't been able to stay healthy and have the type of year that he did last year that he don't seem to have any breakaway uh, wide receivers right now uh, it's a good sign for 23-24 that they're getting kids to uh, to buy in and hopefully that will result in uh, bigger and better things on the field but I, I cannot fault you at all for uh for for laying the seven and a half here in Florida State. And I've said it time and time again, and people if you don't want to listen and just read headlines or whatever, there's two quarterbacks that have played over my expectation this year in the ACC. Riley Leonard for Duke and obviously Drake May, North Carolina. I said it, listen to it, North Carolina people. Don't be jumping on stuff that isn't said. All right. You're having a great year. Don't don't worry right. about what isn't said. People. I think we're I think we're actually having having a good conversation about him on uh, on game day on Saturday, which is good. And- he, I, I, I tell people every week he's the real deal. I said it, I did three different TV things on him last week. If you haven't watched him, you need to watch him. He will be the number one pick in the draft in two years. There's no doubt in my mind. I do think he needs to be wary of running. Uh, a couple of those games this year, you know, hurdling guys, getting caught, missing a couple plays. It's really really close. Uh, so he is probably the player of the year in the conference. 
uh, in my estimation. Has to be. He's it's been him, that good. I would say it's him. It would be have Shipley. to be him one Shipley too, or probably yeah. right. Yeah. Like after you know, it, someone feels pretty good right now about having a twenty to one ticket in North Carolina to win the ACC. Uh, someone's feeling a little frisky about that. Double up, double up, and that's going to be well. Yeah, you know, I happen. I, I well, I I got twenty to one on uh-huh. one on one of the the three books in Connecticut. Where, well, really, I can only bet it two books down in Connecticut. I could bet on one book in Connecticut, like live betting, and I can win $14.93 a pop, oh, which was sweet. what I'm limited to. So I, I, I actually sat, it was funny, funny side story though, about that. I literally sat there the night of game three, which was what Sunday was, was it Sunday night or Monday night? Monday night, right? Was game three of, of, of the series? It got Tuesday, out some, Tuesday. And I literally just sat there. And just basically every, I knew the Phillies were going to win. So like yeah. literally like every pitch, I, yeah, you can read that with every line move. Literally, I sat there for like six innings or five innings until the number of money line got out of whack. Just every line move, I bet the Phillies to win 1493, 1493. Tell you something, it, it adds up. Nice. But anyway, but anyway, so there was one, the one book where they were 20 to one where I got an okay amount, not a ton, but I wanted more. So then mm-hmm. I went to the other book and I got, they were uh, 16 to one at that book. So I got a good amount there. And then a few, even a few weeks ago, they were still plus 650 to win the ACC. So I got a little bit more then because like, they're, they're in the game. They're, they're going to yeah. be in the game. And it's just a question of what do I want? How much do I want to profit? Do I just want to <laughs> let it, let it roll and let it all ride? I'm curious to see what that number will be. Uh, in Charlotte, because I'm not sure Clemson's more than well, they, they were what six and a half at Wake, seven at Wake. Are they going to be that yeah. big? They're going to be that big of a favorite on a neutral. I think so. North Carolina. I think so. Be, be right. Around. Well, I'll let you know after this week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> We'll we'll learn a lot more about that Clemson team this this weekend. All right, you are staying in your Big Twelve for your next pick. Again, all our picks on the chalk section, ESPN.com. They go up Thursday morning. They're there. We'll add some. Of course, I had three winners at the end of the pod last week. All winners didn't put them in the column, so that's my own fault. We're still barely over five hundred. I don't care. I'm giving out picks everywhere. I'm here for you, the people, to talk exactly. games, and we're here. Go on the Big Twelve, sir. Yeah, I'm laying the points with Texas against Kansas State. Uh, you've got injuries on Kansas State as well. I would think Martinez will probably be back this week. Uh, if he's not, can Will Howard continue to do what he does? Uh, Wildcats could also be thin at the linebacker position, getting Green to be out, and that would be, I think, a problem shutting down the Texas running game. Uh, Texas could easily be undefeated right now. Where have we heard and said this before? Uh, it yep. seems like a... Uh, a, a broken record, but I think that week off since the collapse at Oklahoma State will do them good. Um, they, they this is this is a team that they've actually had a ton of success against. Yes, uh, in, in recent years, and they've won what five or six straight. Uh, a couple of them have been of the close variety, and a, a close road win by a field goal or more will do me right here. I, I think there's probably going to be a lot of people on K State as, as a short home dog. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be like the smelly smelly line why is k-state an underdog because of course you have to play the common opponent game of k-state just blew out oklahoma state 
Texas just lost to Oklahoma State. So, of course, that means Kansas State is going to be Texas, right? I think, I think there's, like, <laughs> there's like simpleton logic in there for a lot of people. Yeah. I, I wouldn't buy that. I, I, I think Texas bounces back uh, this week with, a, uh, with the win. I think they go on the road, get the win. Very good. I'm going to stay in the Big 12 for one of my games. I'm going to Baylor at Oklahoma. I look at Baylor, and I and it's in its complete phase. I look at Baylor being a better football team than Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma's favored, given three and a half. I think I look at the stats with Baylor giving up over a hundred yards less a game on the defensive side, and I also look at what they've done offensively. I think they're they're hitting their stride. Uh, you know, a lot of changeover in that program. Some tough losses. Yes, both these teams have combined for six losses. I don't think many people had that. I know I didn't. Uh, knowing the prowess of these two programs. But I look at, at Baylor averaging 40 points in their last three games. I think that all that stuff travels. I love the idea of Aranda going against Oklahoma in that offense. So I, I'll take Baylor. I think they win the game on the field, but I'll take Baylor plus three and a half. Yeah, re- really good game that I'm curious to to watch and uh, and see as well. Because Oklahoma has really kind of turned things around since getting Dylan Gabriel back, we talked about like the impact that I think uh, not only did that affect the offense, I think it affected everybody on the team. Whether the, when he was out, the realization like oh, we, we don't have a quarterback, we we can't score or compete without without Gabriel. I think getting him back has been a good thing. But the, if, if they win this game, like like there's a real chance that after the terrible start in league play, that they could wind up finishing nine and three based on who they have left. So a uh, big swing in it. Like, if they could somehow like have an opportunity to win a 10th game in a bowl game after the year that they uh, look like they were going to have, that uh-huh. would be a good, good sign for the, uh, the future of Brent Venables era in, in Norman. Who would you take right now to be the other team TCU plays in the big 12 title game? Let's look at the, uh, let's look at the standings because I, I have to, I think Kansas state is the only other team that has one loss, right? Is that correct? Yes. Um, it could be Texas. That's well. They play next week, so that's that's going to be a huge. And, and it's home. It's in Austin, and I believe I'll be there for ABC Prime. Okay. Um, uh, and if they win that game, that's why this week's game against Kansas State is so key. If they win this game, and then they beat K State, they're going to be in really good shape. Mm. Yeah, plenty, plenty to play for uh, with the old horns there in Manhattan. Do you have another one in the column? Yeah. Yeah, I had Pitt let well, well, I had Pitt on oh. the board last week and they were I, absolute no show in the second half. Uh, um it was uh, embarrassing. They did. Did you see the the no call where they picked up the flag on the interference before the half? Yes. Oh yes. my god. I mean, you talk about a game-changing play. And obviously, I gave out Pitt last week, so I'm locked in on that. And talking to people at the game, they said the video crew didn't have communication with the field, whether it was a tip ball or not. That that can't happen. No, I, I, I don't understand how that stuff happens. But anyway, you're you're on Pitt this week. Go ahead. Yeah, because I, I think we kind of saw it coming a little bit with Syracuse. Uh, based on a couple of the games that they won earlier in the year, we were kind of like, eh. And then they lost that heartbreaker at Clemson. You're like, okay, how many times have you seen a team with Cinderella team off to a great start, 
you get that bubble burst with the loss, and then it's hard to to rebound. And you saw last week, um, they couldn't stop the run. You mm-hmm. never really felt like Notre Dame was jeopardy of losing that game. Now you're going on the road to a team that just had a no-show in the second half uh, with another really good running back. Uh, th- th- this could be like a Narduzzi classic where they just might run it like mm-hmm. 50 something, 50 something times in this game. It'd be like, we're just going to run it until you can stop it. And if you can't stop it, fine. If we have to throw 10 passes and go Ma- Malik Willis, Tennessee Titan style, fine. We'll, we'll do that. But mm-hmm. I think, I think this is a, this could be a Syracuse team that winds up staggering home uh, after such a promising start in the season. So I'm going to lay the, uh, the three and a half with Pitt. I think it might be four in some places too. Yep. We talked about this schedule for Syracuse, how it was backloaded to the nth degree of all the teams in the country, and they're in the thick of it. Uh, Dynasty, how they they respond, um, you know, with the injuries they've had and and the tough games that lie ahead. We'll see. Uh, but I I, I I couldn't get there with Pitt again after watching that. Just just disgusted with the second half, uh, and it started with that that flag because then they go up two scores in the half. That's a totally different game. Uh, but anyway, my uh, third pick, uh, I'm going to go to Conference USA. Roadrunners at UAB. UTSA's won five in a row, but they've only covered one. I feel like they're ascending as Coach Trailer has the boys ready to go, looking to repeat as conference champs. I look at UAB as a team. You know, uh, McBride, he's leading the country in over 160 yards per game. Uh, when I look back, that's the fourth highest in the last five years in college football, which is darn impressive. But I look at UTSA and what they were able to do to North Texas last week, who has a really good offense. They held them to 22 yards rushing. And I think UAB is going to want to do that. I'll take the the versatility of the, of the roadrunner offense. It's a pick them. I, I like UTSA in this spot in Birmingham. Uh, I'll take the roadrunners on the road to win the game. What other games do you have your eye on, Bear? Well, I got, I got a would you rather for you okay would you rather lay seven points with which of these two horrific offenses would you rather lay seven with iowa state against west virginia or would you rather lay seven with south carolina against vanderbilt who hasn't been a single digit underdog in sec play in three years i'm toast on south carolina they're done with the season win total, uh, I thought that was a good one at the beginning of the year, and they just haven't shown it offensively. I think Rattler still has more interceptions than touchdowns. Iowa yes. State is at home. I will take Iowa State in that would you rather. Yeah, I, I think the best unit of all of those is the Iowa State defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with I, with uh, with that West, with, uh, with West Virginia after the way they lost to TCU last week. Maybe that was kind of, kind of their last stand. You would expect Iowa State the way they're – Defense has been playing that ultimately they'll win a game uh, this year. And this seems like a pretty logical spot. Uh, But don't you have – isn't like James Madison like the biggest obvious Mm. like like, like, situational play of the year? Like isn't the world going to be on James Madison? Like the game for Louisville just beat Wake Forest after Wake – Turned the ball over eight times. I think it wasn't a quarter, whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. Next week, you got Clemson. And, and here's like, oh, little James Madison, first year, 
first year in the FBS. Let's play them. Uh, and, and, oh, by the way, they're, they're not bad. Like, I, I think the issue is going to be if Santeo plays. Like, if he that, plays. That's, that, that's think, it. That, that, I, right there. <laughs> just stop right there. That's it. He means that much <laughs> to that team. That kid is the real deal. I've, I was on them early in the year. I thought the world of the kid. He gets everybody in the right place on offense, and he oh, he's a great decision maker. But you've seen that offense without him against Marshall. Holy moly. They couldn't complete a pass. Uh, so that it's, I totally understand your, your mindset on that game, but I need to know whether Sentio is, is, is playing in that game because he is the ultimate difference maker. If he plays, I think they can win that game. You, you talked about the yes. spot for Louisville. I really do, uh, believe that, um, a couple other ones that I had my eye on, um, people were tweeting me earlier this week, uh, the idea of Purdue. And and Iowa playing mm. in what might be really really heavy rain, mm. yep. uh, in in um, in West Lafayette. I look at Missouri as a home dog to Kentucky. I don't know how Kentucky is going to respond after that debacle in Knoxville last week. And Missouri has a really good defensive line against that offensive line from Kentucky. That's shaky. I'm sending out a warning now. Tulane, be careful. Yep. You're going to Tulsa. You've gotten mm-hmm. to this point. You've worked all year to get there. You got a ranking next to your name. You have everything to play for in the next couple of weeks. Don't, you might, you might, you, you, you're, you're on the radar as well. I'll put it to you that way. Don't go. You're on don't the radar. go to Tulsa and ruin it. When we say the radar, that means the bus, the game day crew could possibly be headed to New Orleans. That's what I'll leave it at. That you got, you got, you got this Bama, Bama, all Miss. There's uh, Illinois, Purdue. Mm. Uh, there's, there's your game. Like you're, 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 you're in play. So in play. just I, go I, to I, Tulsa, again, and take I'm, care yep. of business. That's it. Get, keep your mind focused and go there. Get out of Skelly uh, Stadium with the win. Mm-hmm. It's still called. Like, is it still Skelly Stadium? I'm like, not that's what, that's sure. what it was forever. You can't take a guy's name off of the stadium. That's my rule of thumb. Am I wrong to like A and M this week? Well, it, it's funny. I, I was gonna, I was going to give you two joke would you rather's as well. Would Go. you rather a Would you rather A and M or Florida? Would you rather Georgia Tech or Virginia Tech? Well, like, like you, you've got like oh, multiple oh, would you rather possibilities A&M, with those games. A and M. I I wonder about Richardson with that with that ankle on that first play from last week. Going back and I was watching yeah. again last night. He's not even close to the same. And now a week later. I don't know. I didn't see a diagnosis of what it was. I'm guessing like a high ankle deal. It was a really awkward fall. Um, and literally the first play of the game for him. I just I I know they lost, but at least they had some some promise at offense with Wegman at, at quarterback for AM. So yes. I look at yes. I look at AM as a favorite uh to the Gators coming in. I think that's an early kick uh out in college station. Yeah. It, it, we we talked about Remember that was the first SEC game for AM, right? When uh, with 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 John Football, yeah, yeah, most well, remember, went game, there game, beat game, game, yep, game day was there. Like, but we talked about that as well, though, for the last couple of weeks. Like, at some point, A and M is just better off letting Wigman play, and it's going to do nothing but help you moving forward. Now, I hope he's okay after that hit that he took. It looked like he his head took a pretty yeah. hard hit on the turf. But I'm hoping he's okay, and I'm. I, I haven't read anything to indicate that he's not playing, but uh, and 
is Florida really going to challenge them offensively the way Ole Miss did with, with, with Judkins and the way they run the, the different looks they run it at you? I don't know. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I could get on AM now, by the way. I was, I was on them last week, and yeah. it looked like we were going to be good for a while. And uh, maybe some of you pushed it on three. I know I lost it on two, which, which fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe when I went back and looked, they haven't had a five game losing streak since 1980. That's amazing. Wow. If, if they lose Saturday, if they lose Saturday, first five game losing streak in 40 something years. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm um, looking at the, I'm looking at this now though. A and M is really yeah. intri- intriguing to, to me as well. Cause I, I think that, I think that Florida team after that second half last week against Georgia might, they, 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 they might tap out. I'm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't know what I'm going to get with Richardson and I, I'll, I'll go if he's healthy, I'm scared to death of him, but I, I'm not sure he's going to be there. Uh, a couple others. I just want to get quick thoughts on uh, UCF in a sleepy, sleepy game going to the, Going to the Liberty Bowl and laying three and oh, a half after a win. total letdown spot. Absolutely. Okay. Be wary of Memphis. I'm expecting to see them in winners uh, tonight with Mr. Van Pelt. What else do we have here? Uh, yeah, I, I do want to. Yeah, yeah, you got Air Force Army. What the Rangers old stadium, right? Oh, is that in Texas? Yeah, I think I think that's at the old the, okay. the, 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 either the Rangers old one stadium or the Rangers new state new stadium. It's it's at the baseball stadium. though. I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure. And then of course that means that means that means we have the under note. The twenty three of the last twenty six games between academies have gone under. <laughs> I I've been not on this side, but I know people that have been going against TCU the last couple of weeks, and then it couples with that bad beat of last week in Morgantown. Yeah. And I just, you, you know think, what, you know what the thing was, by the way, it was actually the right move to go for it. Like that was actually the right thing to do. Yes. Yes, it was. It's knowing your offense. I mean, they, they didn't stop them all day. They stopped themselves. Uh, but if I could totally see you being affected in your mind, if you've been going against TCU and now you know, you see the rankings come out, and now they're getting all this. I think if you've been going against TCU, you have to do it again this week against Tech. <laughs> I really no do. Way. There's no way they're going to cover five straight. I, no, there's no way. They... <laughs> if I'm just saying, if you're one of those people that have been going, you got to stay on it. You have to stay on it. Now, I don't know how much you're, uh, how much it is. I was going to say, how much, how much money, how much money you have? I was going to say, how much money you got left by now? <laughs> See, I'm, I'm not. We're not, we're not like we're not like uh, Herb Street and Van Pelt over here, where we have no, like uh, endless no. bank. Um, I do. I think uh, another one that almost made a cow. Oregon State, Washington, really good game in the Pac-12 yes, Friday night. I like much. that over. Uh, it supposedly, doesn't sound like supposedly, supposedly, be careful though. Like they just have been calling for like awful weather there. Okay, and, like it's, it hasn't. It hasn't happened. Like people are saying, yeah, they've been saying it's going to be like this all week, mm-hmm. but it hasn't come yet. So who, who that is just check before you make that bet to, to see what it, the weather is going to be like. It is that time of year uh, in the Pacific Northwest, yes, uh, but I, that's a really good game. Uh, I'm happy to see a ranking next to Oregon state to deserve it, but I don't think Nolan is going to be back. So that's, that's what scares me off of that over. Well, I was going to say one thing quickly about TCU before we stray too far away. A lot of times when, the first set of rankings come out. Mm-hmm. You see teams kind of 
I don't want to like react differently. Like they finally see for the first time where they are in the pecking order and maybe they play a little tight, uh, maybe to sit kind of, or like, Oh my God, we're, we're controlling our destiny. Uh, you play, and you, and you get a little bit of a scare or maybe you're a little in the case of TCU, like what we're here. And they, and they get a little, they press a little too much and mm-hmm. they don't do what they normally do. And you, and you see some teams get upset from time to time. I remember, uh, I forget what year it was where Texas A&M, I think came out in the first rankings and, and they were at Mississippi state and they were a massive favorite and they wound up losing the game outright to, to like mm. a 500 Mississippi state team. I think they were at the time, like weird results happen once you kind of see where you are in comparison to other teams in the playoff chase. So just give, give yourself a little extra breath second before you, before you press that button or walk up to the window with the with betting some of these teams and the CFP chases here. Very good. I am going to the Maryland at Wisconsin game uh, Saturday. I will be there. Have fun. Uh, fired up for that. Uh, see the Terps on the road. Uh, got the set, set up all set with Wando for the games after that. Great to have an 11 a.m. kick. It looks like we're going to be in the middle of that rain. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll be out there in full-fledged in Madison if you're around. So you're, gonna, you're actually going to be outside in, in the stands and not in one of those nice little weather-resistant boxes? Is that what you're saying? Uh, we're working. We're, 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 that's TBD. Okay. TBD. Okay. All right. All I'll, right. I'll be on the field all pregame right. for de- no doubt. I got, I got to go see uh, – some of my guys on these staffs that I, I've just been fans and friends of. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you going to have company? Uh, I think so. Excellent. Uh, we got good group lined up. Uh, good. That's what I. That's go. what I'm A couple guys first trip to Madison too, so it'll be it'll be fun uh, to take it all in. One of the best places to go. So I'm fired up. That's at 11 a.m. We got all the big games later on. Uh, we'll be watching those with Wando and the boys for sure. And I do want to point out one other thing. Staying up late last Saturday night, I can't say enough about Jake Hayner, the quarterback for Fresno State. Love, I, freaking I love absolutely I freaking love, love the kid. That's, the quarter, I, that's who I'm taking in the draft next year. I, I, I don't care where I'm – That's the. I mean, you're not going to take him in the first round. No. But if I'm a team in need of a quarterback I and I happen to have one of those first couple picks – I will trade that pick so quickly, get more picks. <laughs> like, like, it's funny. I was talking – I tweeted out earlier this week about how, like, the, the Steelers, I think, are like a sleeper, like, price play to potentially have the the, the fewest wins in the league. Mm-hmm. And, like, because I, I think you could just take Will Anderson and put him on that defense and you're going to be awesome uh, moving forward if you think you got your quarterback of the future – in, uh, in Kenny Pickett, but some of these teams that have so many holes, like I would just accumulate those picks high up, take some of the linemen, take some of the defensive guys, like build quality players. And then, oh, by the way, uh, with the with, with the, in the third round, with the 116th selection, the Seattle Seahawks select Jake Hayner for like, that's what you need to do. That, that's why you win because you take you don't reach for quarterbacks. You take mm-hmm. football players and contributors early, and you find a quarterback later on. So there's my there's my soliloquy. I'm sorry. 
No, all good. All good. It's I just I couldn't say enough about Hayner. I, I, I everything he brings to the table. They're obviously a different team when he's there, and he's he's been through it, man. And I'm just happy to see we get to play. You know, watch him play. I think uh, they're after they got the win with the backup against San Jose, and then they get the comeback last week. I think I think they got to be the favorite to win. I mean, between them and Boise, right? Uh, to yeah, win the that's, that's probably it's probably you know, our San Jose State. I yeah, think our tickets San Jose are State dead. out the window. I think quick, dead now. But you know, you know what? If if Fresno is the, is the best team with Hainer, uh, I would hate to see them lose an opportunity to yes to win the league because he got hurt and, and now that he's back. Like, yeah, they're, they're the best team with him, but with him healthy. Uh, agreed on all that. Just be careful if you're staying up late and betting games out west. A lot of Uh-oh. stuff is really, really smelly. Arizona going to Utah, Cal going CLA, to USC. going to Arizona State. Yeah, UCLA on the road. Just be careful laying, laying points. I will just say that. And two games I almost put into or I think are dead over games. Liberty, Arkansas, 63. Houston, SMU, 66. But I guess... SMU uh, has got some health uh, issues at quarterback. Yeah, so that scared me I off there. I couldn't believe SMU was favored in that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know, Houston is being disappointing this year, and they got offensive line problems. But I, that ridiculous win at Memphis, I think, kind of turned the year around. And, I, mm. and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that like they can get to the AAC title game. So I have that ridiculous parlay that mm-hmm. I put in before the year. Houston to win the American, TCU to win the Big 12, North Carolina to win the ACC, and Ohio State to win the Big 10. Hey, now. Yeah. Yeah, I looked the other day. I looked the other day. Chris Andrews gave me a shout-out on, on, on Twitter about, hey, I got to give the Bear full credit. He liked TCU. He was on TCU before the year started. And then I, I replied back about, yeah, like I got – I'm like, I got this crazy thing going on. I think it was like plus 64,000 or something like that hey. were the odds. Yeah. So let it marinate. Let it marinate. Let all the cracking roll, roll a couple more wins in the AAC and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So that's, that's, why you, that's why you throw a dart every now and then. By the way, there's one other game like, could you bring yourself to potentially putting a little bit on the money line on Indiana against Penn State after the way Penn State played that fourth quarter last week and you kind of put all your eggs in the basket and you're there and then you have a disastrous fourth quarter and now you're going to just face a bad team and a, who knows what the environment's going to be like and you know you got no shot now to get to the to the Big Ten championship game. Like this game, a little scary. This game kind of reek a little bit. Yes, and I need to know if seventy two is at right tackle again for Penn State. Uh, give me Indiana because <laughs> that that poor dude had no chance last week. Yeah. Uh, well, and I again, know, he's going against one of the best defensive ends. But also, Clifford gets blamed for everything. He had three picks. They're all the defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Three picks, the defensive lineman. Uh, he had no chance. I can't imagine uh, having to do that, knowing what's coming at you, and you, you don't have guys that could do it up front. Uh, just a just a frightening uh, feeling. All right, three-way, would you rather to end the show before the Big Mike Happy okay. Recap? Would you rather take 
Northwestern plus 38. Okay. Colorado plus 31 and a half or Rutgers plus 26. Um, I would probably say Rutgers plus 26 because we've seen Michigan have trouble scoring in the red zone and punching it in. Mm-hmm. And we also know that the last couple of years, uh, this game has been one score type games. I know the Rutgers offense is terrible, but I would, I would say, I would say the State University of New Jersey plus the uh, plus the points. I have would to be, agree. Would, would be the one I that again, again. I'm not excited about taking any of. Them. Correct. That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it, 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 would, would Would you rather attend this weekend? Uh, USF at Temple, or. Whatever else, whatever the other one is. Well, I was going to say Wazoo with Stanford in front of about 900 people at Stanford Stadium. I don't want anything to do with the city of Philadelphia right now. It's not very nice. How are the Sixers doing? Uh, Not there. Got beat by the Wizards yesterday. Did they? Yes. No Embiid, though. Embiid. Oh, load management in the... uh, like the 10th so. game of the year. Well, they moved the tip off early to, to coincide with the Phillies game so everybody could get there. Uh, so that, that didn't work out. But, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Right now, I'm, I'm looking now. Yeah, the, right now we got, uh, yeah, Sixers would be in the play in tournament right now. Okay. With the, uh, with the Heat and the Knicks and the Wizards. Very good. We'll all, we'll all be in the play in tournament. The Cavaliers, the, Ca- the Cavaliers are six and one. They are. Legler said it's his favorite team to win watching the East last night on the show. This is interesting too. Like the two teams that everybody thought were going to like tank, right? Didn't people think like the the Blazers and the Jazz were going to tank? Mm-hmm. And they're both off the good starts. Very and then good. The Cl- then the Clippers, who were going to win it all, <laughs> are uh, are four and four. They wouldn't make the playoffs of the season ended today. Correct. They would not. Neither, neither right. were the Warriors, by the way. There's your NBA update. NBA, it's fantastic. <laughs> all right, finally. Big Mike Happy Recap. Big Mike Happy Recap. I'm going Florida State minus the points, UTSA in a pick'em, and Baylor plus the points. I also thought about uh, AM that could pop up on the column. I'm, I'm, I think you got me there with Kansas is a possibility, and I look at that over in uh, Liberty, Arkansas also, and... Um, the over in Oregon State, Washington. Just keep your eye on weather. That's that's what I'm waiting on on those. Your pick, sir. Yeah, pick minus the three and a half against Syracuse. Kansas plus two against Oklahoma State. Texas minus two and a half against K State. I'm going to look at that Alabama team total over uh, once those get posted. And I think uh, I might have convinced you with Kansas. You, I think, might have convinced me uh, with, with AM as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. Uh, to everybody out there, I know some people have reached out on Twitter. Uh, I did not get a chance to look at the uh, the Breeders' Cup past performances last night. I'm going to do that on uh, on Thursday afternoon. Uh, I will uh, do my best to uh, to tweet out some uh, little stream of consciousness thoughts and picks on the uh, on the Breeders' Cup this weekend because I do know there are some people out there that uh, that do like horse racing and do want the horse racing picks, but uh, unfortunately time just 
caught up with me yesterday with the uh, the game day responsibilities and then writing the uh, uh, the, the column as well. So I, I apologize, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll do my best to tweet out some stuff over the next forty eight hours or so. Love to hear it. I know you'll have all the best stuff going on that. But week ten upon us, Bear is in Houston, headed to uh, where is that Athens, and Athens. then headed to Baton Rouge. No one else. We'll be at those two spots on Saturday besides you and your crew. So fired up for you guys there. I'll be in Madison uh, for the Terps and the Badgers. Uh, fired up for an awesome weekend. I, we know we have the monster matchups, but as I pointed out, with TCU, with teams like Tulane, with teams that are on the cusp. I, I, I put North Carolina in there. Be careful. Yeah. Go take care of business. Yep. Plenty to play for. Don't get ahead of your skis. That'll do it for us. Fair, take us away. Let's you bet. More you lose when you win. You can listen or follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN.